Welcome to FSE Live. We've got a great lineup of guests tonight, including one that's truly unique. But a word of caution, ladies, this is the one your mother warned you about. He's tall, he's dark, he's dangerous, and he's guaranteed to take you to new heights and make you scream. Stay tuned. Fremont Street Experience in downtown Las Vegas. It's FSE Live with your host, Jeff Victor. Welcome to FSE Live right here in beautiful downtown Las Vegas. I'm your host. My name is Jeff Victor. I'm also the president of the Fremont Street Experience. And uh, we've got a nice show planned for you tonight. We've got a whole lineup of guests. We've been doing regulars with... Uh, you know, the Meet the Neighbors, uh, we're going to have another musical guest here, just like we did last week. We're going to do Movers and Shakers. God, we got all kinds of good stuff. I, I talked about uh, a very menacing guest. We're going to want to meet that person. Uh, busy, busy week. Lots and lots to talk about. So let's get the show started. So this week we made international news by announcing a brand new project downtown and that project is in fact our first mover and shaker. I'm talking about a brand new project that costs 11 million dollars. As many of you know we started two years ago with a temporary zip line here on Fremont Street and you know it started as a, just a 30-day promotion. We thought eh, it could be neat to have zip lining happening in this very unique environment. But as the crowds grew longer and the lines got tedious, we thought, we, we got to do something. we got to make this thing permanent. So then we started dreaming, what does permanent mean? And uh, we wanted to address the capacity problems so people didn't have to wait in line so long. So we thought, we need more lines. But more lines in Fremont Street, because it's very narrow, wasn't possible. So we thought, we're going to have to stack the lines one on top of the other. So we're going to have four on the lower and four more on an upper level and those four have to go all the way down to the end of the street. So to tell you about the story and how this all came about, I brought one of the project managers from all the way from Hawaii, Mike Teske. Mike, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks. So Mike, Thanks you work for, for uh, of course, you work for uh, Skyline Adventures out of Hawaii. That's right, out of and Maui. Out of Maui, and your background is uh, amusement parks. My background is, I, I started on the Jungle Cruise It'll be 40 years, <laughs> not too long from now. How, long, how old is the Jungle Cruise? Well, the Jungle Cruise in Walt Disney World yeah. opened with the park Magic Kingdom yeah. in 71. Yeah. So I started there in 72, 73. All right. And uh, was in operations, uh, similar to what you operate here in, uh, uh, as far as operating a park. Yeah. And uh, went into maintenance, got into project design uh, with our... Walt Disney Imagineering Group. All in all, I spent 26 years at Disney, mm -hmm. a few years at Universal, and uh, I sold roller coasters door-to-door -door for a while with Vacoma, <laughs> and uh, Dollywood worked there, and uh, when working with the folks over in Maui, when I got a call from some guy by the name of Jeff Victor. Well, so that's, that's how this all went down, is we were looking for somebody that could take for the first time a zipline attraction, which let's face it, usually uh, you know is out in, in a, on a mountain or in a jungle or something, and it's fairly rudimentary in terms of you know the experience. You, you hook on and and you go, 
But we're doing such volume down here that we really wanted to take some of those traditional amusement park safety systems and for the first time ever integrate that into, you know, a, a, a zip line. And, and by doubling the, the number of lines, we knew we were going to truly complicate the, the operation. And so we needed somebody to help us figure out the wizardry uh, behind well, it. And I love the first visit and your ideas and, and the challenges that are here. Yeah. And, and everything you said about uh, being able to get increased capacity um, is, is, was pretty challenging here. Yeah. Mainly because in the outdoor, you usually see where you're landing and you have visual contact with where the person's going. On the long line, uh, you will not see the landing. Well, it's 1,700 feet away, so it's over five football, feet away, five football fields away. It's underneath the Viva Vision canopy, you don't right? Have direct, you do not have direct visual. So that was line. one challenge. Another challenge was uh, how do I, we... <laughs> well, the... Um, Fremont Street is sloped down a little bit, so uh, the wrong way for the us. The wrong way. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's tilted down towards where we were going to take off, and that that came up pretty early in our investigation, and uh, we came up with options. Well, we hired somebody from NASA, frankly, uh, literally mm -hmm. hired somebody from NASA who could do some calculations for us. And the and bottom line was is that we could make it work. It 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 narrowed the. The, the size of people we could have on there. And I'm not okay with that. And you weren't okay with that and we weren't either. So um, we came up with a pretty clever idea of, uh, of figuring out how to get people down there. But do you want me to... Well, friction was, I mean, friction was the deal, right? I mean, that, that's friction our enemy. wind resistance. Wind resistance, friction, and the angle of the dangle, right? right? Yeah. And so we, we need to cut down resistance, which we did through special cabling and, and special prone and prone position well special cabling special trolley that we mm -hmm. engineered together and yeah. along with the folks up at SNS and in okay. Utah and then we figured out that there's less drag if you fly like Superman that's right and the, so uh, the frontal area the streamlined car it goes easier through the air well that works for people going through the air too that's right so the uh, prone position uh, brought us to where it was much more reliable so, you know, even though we had hired somebody from NASA and we got these special cables and trolleys and stuff, you in particular really believe that the best way to uh, prove this up to ourselves wasn't through formulas and computer calculations. No. So we built out in, in Utah a, a mock-up of, of this thing yeah, and I got was, out there and did some testing. I've been involved in opening 110 attractions over the years. and. You can calculate a lot, but until you test some things, you really, you'll learn something. Yeah, so this made my job really tough because I had to fly up and uh, fly up to Utah and go out in the field and test all these different technologies. And we'd run you down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty adventurous, but uh, doing things for the first time, including, well, one piece that we haven't talked about, which is the first time ever that has been done in a zip line as far as any of us are aware. That's right. We, uh, while we felt like we had it to where people could get down pretty reliably with wind resistance and maybe wind in the tunnel here, we thought, wouldn't it be fun to get rid of that problem 100% and add another layer of adventure onto this thing that has never been done before? And we proposed and you uh, agreed that we ought to investigate, and we did create 
a launching system for, <laughs> for our zip line, a launching system. That's right, system. we That's are right. gonna launch people out of the upper line that goes the whole length. Head first, flying Head like first. Superman. And I gotta tell you, so it's a, that's not a inexpensive proposition that you no. made to, to me. And so I was a tad skeptical about what that would actually do to the experience and uh, weigh that against the, the cost. Great marketing tool, sounds like a lot of fun, but I went up to Utah and we tested it. So uh, and we had I, to experience it. I had, I had to experience it and, uh, and wow. Yeah, you were the, we had two other people do it before you. That's uh, right. And uh, you were the third person, as far as we know, ever launched with a zip line in the world. And, and so, what, what do you think about the experience? This, I promise you, is something that nobody should miss. And especially the way we're going to do it, because we talked about the angle coming into the canopy. When you take out, out of the, the top level, it's actually above the height of the canopy. And so, That's right. we're going to cut a little notch in the canopy, launch you out, and you're going to just barely the, clear the, the canopy as you come into it. This is so tight. This is threading a needle down Fremont Street. We are missing the bottom of the top of the canopy, the, what you see in the video, by one foot. <laughs> which so, has got to be terrifying. That's got to be terrifying. And, if you and can, then you skim along the lights, which has got to be extraordinary, with the lights coming past you like this. I, frankly, I can't. it's hard to imagine what it would be like to come through the ceiling and see Fremont Street for the first time after you've seen that you were going to go down through it. So we showed the model, but let's talk about the other thing we did. We hired the folks from Contour, Chris Brown, who also worked at Disney for a very long time. He was affectionately known as the Vision Monkey because he would take these technical issues and put a story behind it. And So we wanted this to have a very Las Vegas theme. And so after considering a number of things, we said, wouldn't it be fun to get up inside of a slot machine and be shot out like you are the, the payout or the jackpot and the, or the coins. And so um, the, the ride sequence is interesting, isn't it? We took all these, these safety systems and these technologies out of the amusement park and the ride operator, after getting you harnessed in, will push a button and then a number of things happen, including? Well, the, um, when the landing area is clear and the ride control system says it's ready to launch, the operators in the upper level will hit a button and a door will lower. Now here's two doors are connected together here yep. for visual purposes, but it shows the upper level and the lower level. The lower level is seated, very similar to what is here now. It's a traditional uh, that's for the That's for the kids that aren't quite ready for the other. That, well, or to build their courage up yeah, for it. Okay. That's what I think is really gonna happen. But when you when this door opens up the top, the, the handle will come down and you will be pulled out up to 37 miles an hour starting, yep. and then you continue to accelerate down through. You come through the canopy, but then there's the intermediate landing area. You're going to go over that by six feet. Yep. So we got one foot, six foot. I mean, we are really threading a needle here. But it's going to be thrilling, and if you can sur just imagine surviving that, the rest of the ride will actually give you a chance to look around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so for the folks on the ground looking up, there's a whole ride sequence because when the operator pushes the button, the slot arm actually comes okay. down, the, the reels start spinning and That's we right. go cherry, cherry, cherry or whatever the, the sequence the is that we want to put. The, the, pay, the, oh, the beacon on the, the, top, beacon on the top lights up and out. spins and then the payout table comes down. Yeah. If you're the rider, at that point you realize you're taller than 
the largest screen on the planet. Yeah. And before you can say, I want my mommy, get me off. You're gone. You're gone. You are gone. Fantastic. I can't, it's, it's going to be a, a thrilling experience. So I'm, I'm very proud of what we put together. And I, 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 I know you are. Yeah. I, the, the reaction from the press this week was amazing. It literally went international. And yeah. uh, so we're going to get this going when? I mean, because I know I'm going to be the first rider again. <laughs> but these folks want to take a ride. And so they're going to put your feet to the fire. When are you going to get this thing open for us? We're going to get it to open by June. June. 13. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you to that. All right. Buddy. All right. And thanks again for the opportunity. I thank you. Stay tuned, folks. Oh, oh, hi. I'm Kelly Clinton. That stuff. I wonder if Joan Rivers is watching. Oh, oh, please. Oh, my God. Who cares? I don't have a different one. You know who watches this show? Wayne Newton. You got that right, Kelly. I think you're absolutely beautiful. And challenge young lady. Five, six, nine, twelve. Donkey shit. More camera time for me. Hey, I wonder if Cher's watching. Oh, please. I have so many other things to do. <laughs> Woo! Hi, I'm Kelly Clinton. I'm the host of Talk Tales, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. So last week we had our first musical guest on. You met Jay Bolin, who's performing over at the Four Queens. And uh, we thought we'd continue the series. The gentleman you just saw is a master at playing saxophone. And he's been out here for a very long time. He's almost a fixture, at least a part of the family. Ladies and gentlemen, please meet Carl Ferris. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks. Good to see you. So, Carl, I've been here six and a half years or so. Uh, you were here when I got here. I think you were here a little longer than that. Uh, you started when? Uh, 12, I started in 2000. 2000. So, 12 and a half years. That's uh, great. March of 2000, correct. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of change over the years. You've seen a lot more. I, I'm curious, though, how, how did you... How did you meet Fremont Street? How did you get started? I was playing at the, I'm performing at the Las Vegas Golf Tournament. Yeah. And the former president of Fremont Street heard me, hired me right then. Is that right? That's how I, and I've been here ever since. So. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And almost uh, seven days a week uh, throughout the year. True, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You must love playing saxophone. I mean, that's a that's a. I mean, most people don't work seven days a week, and you do. Yeah, I, this Fremont Street for me is is one of the most exciting places to perform. It is the most exciting place to perform here in Las Vegas. I have performed at all the major casinos, but for me to showcase my my music here, my original music here, to thousands and thousands of people through the years, it's just been incredible. Yeah, and it's a unique stage, isn't it? Because uh, the audience has the ability to walk right up to you and, and they'll hear the music coming right out of the bell of the saxophone. They can talk to you between sets. And uh, exactly. that must be a very unique, you know, kind of yeah, gig. I, I mean, mean first of all, not many people in Las Vegas work for 12 years straight in any showroom, right? <laughs> this is true. And, and you have, and yeah. you've got this unique environment with, uh, geez, sometimes a very unpredictable but appreciative crowd. Yes, and, and the fact that, I mean, people have heard saxophones, but they've never experienced having one come right up next to them. Right. And it's close and watching the fingers and, and hearing it that close. Right. So, uh, so uh, loving to play saxophone that much at, as an adult, when, when was it that uh, you got started playing? Third grade. Third grade. Yeah, I was walking by a music store with my father, and I looked in the window. And yeah. I said, Dad. And he said, let's go. Well, you know out. what, Carl? I see a green light. Uh, does that mean we've got a, a live chat? Okay, what do we got? Yeah, Sally wants to know, is he an FSC employee or is he a street performer or how does that work? Uh, somebody wants to know if you're an FSC employer, employee, if you're a street performer or what. No. And the answer is well, no, you're not an employee and no, you're not a street performer. Correct. How would you describe the relationship we've had? Oh, well, let's see. Well, it's been... I, I mean, working... I've, I have always been, as far as I'm concerned, been working for the Fremont Yeah, you're, you're part of the family. You're under, yeah. you're under contract yes, with us. Yes, I am. Uh, but the fact that I have my, my CDs... Well, let's go back in time. At first, when he, everything was really good going, I was part as, as far as uh, an employee yep. of Fremont Street. And things have changed. Uh, now there's so much entertainment going on and uh, I developed my CD sales to a point where I can survive on that alone yeah. that the fact of not being an employee anymore but just under contract yeah. here I'm still doing quite well. So that's kind of the unique marriage, isn't it? Uh, we, yeah. we give you a, a large audience and an opportunity to sell your CDs, yes. of which you have how many, like on, tonight, how many, how many CDs would be out there for sale? Uh, I, I usually bring uh, 100 CDs. No, but how many choices? I mean, how many choices? Like they'd have oh, five CDs for, to choose from? Oh, seven now. Seven? Yeah, I have seven CDs. I mean, I bring 100, but, you know, that's wishful thinking. Including a uh, Christmas, right? Yes, I have a Christmas CD, too. Well, right. Carl, uh, you uh, employee, contract, uh, or otherwise, you, you really are a member of the family oh, out I, here. I feel that way. I mean, uh, people that work here treat me... Uh, just like old. I mean, they're, they're very gracious people to work it's with. It's kind of the downtown vibe, isn't it? Uh, you're not a you're not a, a number inside a, a strip casino downtown. It's a little different. Oh, it's it's like I said, the most exciting place for me to perform in Las Vegas. <laughs> well, and thanks thank for being part of the family you. and joining us tonight. Thank you, Jeff. Stay tuned, everybody. You know, I, I like to get uh, out of the office, as I tell you, and go down to the street. And I often start with, "Hey, where are you from?" Rose. And where are you guys visiting us from? Calgary, Canada. 
Alrighty, and how do you, uh, how often do you guys come out to Las Vegas? This is the second time for us. Second time for you guys, and for you guys? Uh, a second time for me. First for me. Wow. Now, and you had, when you've been here before, had you ever been to Fremont Street? Uh, no, actually, I haven't been to Fremont Street before. Had you guys been to Fremont before? So it was your idea to come here tonight? And it was their idea to come here. What, was, what did they tell you before they brought you down here? What did they say like to entice you to come down and see us? Um, they said there was good tapas down here, cheap drinks, that it, there was a lot of uh, entertainment and uh, interesting things to see. And, and has that been true so far? Absolutely. We have seen a lot of stuff here. We've seen a lot of stuff. First time to Fremont. What's really been the number one thing about Fremont? Uh, just the amount of action and excitement and energy and different things to look and see. and. Uh, it's just a great way place to view different kinds of people, and I mean really different. Well, is there anyone back home in Calgary that you'd like to say hello to? Sure, our son and daughter, Austin and Jessica. And for you guys? Oh, we don't want anybody to know where we're here. There you go. That's fine. We'll keep, we'll keep it a secret. I'm gonna tell you something. It's way safer down here. I feel way safer than I thought I would, knowing that this is not like the main strip. One last thing before we let you go. This is gonna be seen by our president and CEO, Jeff Victor, who's in charge of the whole experience down here. Is there anything you'd like to say or any questions, any anything you're curious about, about the way Fremont Street works? We have the light show go more than once an hour. Every half hour would be great. Nope, just enjoying the time. Great, well thank you so much. This has been terrific, thank you guys. So can we run the show more than once an hour? Absolutely, this is not an automated system by any stretch. We have a large control room that's uh, staffed by uh, a group of gentlemen that really understand what it takes to program and execute on 12 and a half million light bulbs over five football fields. Uh, but it, it's a little more complicated because we run over several you know, streets that are occupied by traffic. And so for us to do that, we have to shut down the roads, turn off all the lights, which by the way is a great story. I love this when I learned this when I first started working here. There's one button, one button in the control room that when you push it, all of downtown Las Vegas goes completely dark to create the theater for the show. And so to do all that, we agreed to ourselves and to the, the people that monitor traffic and the, the bus system and the the taxi drivers and all that, that we would limit this to, to once an hour. But uh, hey, it's a great idea. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. Well, as we've been doing, we're, we're, we want to hear from you. This is your show, and uh, you've been really good to give us a lot of feedback. It's easy to do. You can contact us through email at fse at vegasvideonetwork.com, or if you want to send us a uh, web-based voicemail, you just go to the Vegas Video Network website, click on the red button, have a microphone ready to go, push start recording, and send it to us. Of course, just like you saw earlier, if you want to contact us while you're watching us live, you can 
live chat with us. If you're not able to watch us live, you can reach us on After the Fact on the Vegas Video Network. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube and iTunes and Roku and every Saturday on KSHP 1400 AM. So meet the neighbors. One of my favorite things about being downtown is that I live here, I work here, we walk a lot, and we bump into folks that we work with and that we know as uh, you know, business owners next door, we meet politicians and lawyers, and there's always this banter and this chatter. And so one of the things that I really wanted to bring to the show is meeting some of the folks that are behind the scenes of things that you know, surround Fremont Street. And so tonight I brought, uh, well actually, a lot of people ask me if the mob is still alive and well in Las Vegas. Uh, the answer is uh, a little curious, uh, but uh, we've got tonight here the current Mob Day boss, and uh, joining us is the uh, executive director of a new attraction here in Las Vegas called the Mob Museum. Please meet Jonathan Ullman. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good to see you, Jonathan. So, you opened this year earlier in February on a very special day. Valentine's Day, February 14th was a grand opening. Well, that seems like an odd day. That's uh, why Valentine's Day for a mob museum. Well, you know, it was uh, it was part just uh, the right time, but also, uh, you know, one of the most famous events ever in mob lore is the uh, St. Valentine's Day massacre that occurred in Chicago. So, in Chicago, yeah. right. So, you know, I had to watch this from a distance. You're, you're just a block away from Fremont Street and you were always, you know, your building was always kind of veiled in secrecy and I never got a, a tour ahead of time and then I went on grand opening night not knowing what to experience and I was blown away. I mean, this is not Mickey Mouse at all. You spent how much to, to get this done? Now this, I mean, this is a world-class museum. Uh, the, the project cost roughly $42 million. Uh, a lot of that went into the rehab of the facility. This is a historic building. It used to be a uh, post office and court, courtroom federal courtroom right. uh, and we brought in a team of people that are truly the best museum designers you can find. The same people that designed the uh, International Spy Museum in DC and did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean this is uh, top notch. Yeah, I, all that detail came through. I mean I, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say but I might not be a, a museum person and uh, even though I think mob stuff is interesting to me it was potentially just a museum but I went in and really thoroughly enjoyed and had no idea uh, uh, about the mob history and the connection between prohibition and how that brought the mob to Las Vegas and that story is all in there. Sure, I mean this is uh there is a lot that you can learn in this experience, but it's also, you know, it, it, it's not your typical history museum that's, you know, just old stuff behind glass. No. I mean, we have some, some amazing artifacts, but it's also a very modern experience. I mean, you get uh, all original films in there, multimedia, and a lot of interactive. So there's, uh, you know, high-tech things like uh, different types of simulators. You can try a weapon simulator right. uh, that's actually used by law enforcement agencies. Uh, you can listen to actual wiretaps that were taken. I mean, the real deal that were used as evidence uh, in actual 
mob trials. And, and the story starts, uh, you go in the lobby, and uh, it's not very expensive, my gosh, uh, for, for out-of-towners or locals. Yeah, out of it's you know, 1995. Yeah. That's, uh, and we're going to have a little special for your uh, viewers of this show, too. Nice. Um, they appreciate yeah. that. We yeah. always appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This is, uh, you know, it's, it's a very comprehensive experience. You go up to the third floor. It's organized uh, chronologically, so you're starting off at the turn of the 20th century, right. and it's really the birth of the mob in America, so it's very much a story about immigration and, and what the social conditions were that, that caused the mob to be able to really take root, you know, and it's a it's equal opportunity mob, it's not just one ethnicity, and That's right. we start off, it's, you know, we talk about Irish and Italian and, and Jewish immigrants, by the time you're on the lower level, we're talking about what's going on in other parts of the world, you know, today. Yeah, so. and I, I love that, uh, you know, some of the court hearings in the 50s actually occurred there. And you, you've got a special uh, event coming up soon, right? We do. On Wednesday night, uh, December 5th, that is actually the anniversary of repeal day. So that's December 5th, 1933 was when uh, prohibition was repealed. Yeah. So uh, we're celebrating. Uh, it's We're gonna have a great party. Uh, people are going to come in costume. We're going to do prizes for people that come in uh, prohibition era outfits, so flapper gear. You know, that's uh, uh, they'll be dancing, live music, all period uh, period drinks. So we have a couple of the, the neighborhood bars that are doing signature cocktails that people can try. Awesome. Uh, former mayor Oscar Goodman will be there hosting people. Uh, prior to, as you know, Jeff, yep. before he was the uh, the mayor, he was a defense attorney uh, for reputed mobsters. Only in so, Vegas could that happen. Uh, you go from that Vegas. profession to, to mayor and do a brilliant job. Right on. <laughs> so, so it's going to be a great event and it's real easy to remember. Repeal Day was in 1933 and that's how much it cost to uh, come through to our party. $19.33. All right. And uh, it's just going to be a wild time. So, you know, when you walk through a museum that's so jam-packed with so many things to do, and, and I, I thought I was going to go in and spend an hour. I was there for three and a half hours, literally. What is the one thing that you would want everybody to make sure they, they get a look at and don't walk past? There's so much great stuff, but if there's one thing, I gotta say it's the actual wall from where the St. Valentine's Day Massacre took place. So it's, uh, you know, it's the wall from that warehouse in Chicago where the guys were lined up uh, and it all went down. And that's the, you can actually see the pock marks in the wall where the bullets hit. And we bring it to life there's a great video presentation right on that wall. It's fantastic. I, I've seen it, so uh, I, I do highly encourage it. And so you, you mentioned a, a goodie. What's the goodie? Well, we're going to give for all the viewers of FSE Live. Yeah. You know, between now and December 15th, they can get 20% off their admission. All they have to do is mention FSE Live when they come into the box office. All right. Well, that's uh, very, very appreciated. Thank you very much for joining you, us tonight. Jeff. It's great. All right. Stay tuned.
What you probably can't appreciate from that uh, street performer piece you just saw, that guy is probably 6'2", maybe 6'3", and uh, he just put himself through tennis rackets and climbed in that little box. I, I don't know how he does it, but uh, this is a part of the show that we call Best Bets. I want to make sure that you know what's coming up between now and our next show, which is just a week away. Our calendar is always so full, and there's lots of, to see and do, but in case you want to come down in the next seven days, there's a few things you should know about, and to help me with that this week is Jenna from the FSE staff. How are you doing, no, Jenna? Good. How are you? You didn't get to see enough of me today, but... Uh, I haven't. No, not at all. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> good. How are you? So what do you, got, what, what do you got to tell the folks about? What are we doing this week? Well, actually tomorrow we have the kickoff to the Rock and Roll Marathon, mm -hmm. and that is Sick Puppies, which starts at 9 o'clock. Sick and, Puppies yes. live, and where, where are they performing? On 3rd Street Stage, On which is third right next to the Four Queens and the D, right in between there. Awesome. And yes. Sick Puppies, they're from London? Uh, I think they're from Australia. Australia. Yes. Well, see, that shows you how old I am. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I heard the that's accent. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to tell, I guess, the difference between. But they're blowing up right now on, on the music television spots and on yes. the radio. And yes. so, yeah, great. It's very exciting. All right, very and what exciting. else we got going on? Um, we also have the hoedown that is happening next Wednesday. Yep. And a lot of exciting bands coming there. There's uh, Dustin Lynch, Jana Kramer, um, Uncle Cracker, and Clay Walker. And that starts at 6.45, and it ends around midnight. So. You know, a lot of people may not know, but the National Finals Rodeo is one of the biggest events in Las Vegas' annual calendar. Yes, uh, is. This is a very, very big deal for the city. Rooms sell out. The rodeo itself, uh, yes, it, it it's is. almost impossible to get a ticket, and, and they're not cheap. And Fremont Street's been the, the kickoff party for that event for decades now. Yes. And uh, so we're very proud, always happy to put that kind of talent out. Definitely. And so we have a, a, a whole week full of national finals rodeo. Starting, uh, we, we start with the, the kickoff party, but then the, the marathon this year for the first time, actually part of it comes right through Fremont Street. What do you Which, know about that? That's, that's amazing. And it's also at night. It's at night. Exactly. Very few, very few. But in Vegas, <laughs> if you're going to have a marathon, yes. you let people sleep off the night before yes. in the kickoff party, and you let them come and, and run at night under the lights. Exactly, and that's that's amazing. I mean, they get to come down and see all the beautiful lights and the bands that are playing during that time, and I think I think they'll enjoy it very much. I, I think you you mentioned uh, to me earlier that uh, the Rock and Roll Marathon last year put through over forty thousand runners. Yes. It, it shuts down the streets. It's very impactful, but yes. a, a lot of fun to see. Uh, it's just the full marathoners that are going to run through the, the middle of the street, though. Right. It's not the full marathon. So uh, is the staff <laughs> ready to handle this? I mean, we've, we've carved so. a path. Uh, we know how to deal with 8,000 people running right through the lights. I hope so. I think they've handled a lot of things in the past, so I'm sure that they'll be able to handle that as well. So you're coming to the Sick Puppies? Of course. All I don't right. miss any of the concerts down here, so. All right. Well, stay with us, folks. We'll wrap up the show in just a minute. Three, two, one. Oh, I need to come up with something funny to oh, say. Gee. Three, two, one. Wow. <laughs> but the co-host. Really, you? I have to say watch it. Well, we're... I'm That's how you do it. You better really? watch it. There okay. you go. I got we? We're, we? We are the odds couple. Hi, my name is Scott Pritchard. And I am Anthony Padilla. You're watching the Vegas Video Network. You are. You are. We are, too.
Well, thanks for joining us again this week. Um, God, I mean, this week alone, some of the things we didn't talk about, well, we've had a really, really big week. We, we did the press event on Tuesday where we announced uh, a one-of-a-kind, world's first urban zip line that has propulsion systems and safety systems. Looks like a giant slot machine. Uh, it's coming in, in June, and uh, so that was a big day for us. Uh, my gosh, we, we stepped into yesterday. Uh, for those of you that know what NASCAR is and appreciate NASCAR, this is the NASCAR Fan Fest week, and we had uh, one of the biggest events of the week right here on Fremont Street. All 12 of the top drivers were right here on our stages. Uh, they, they did a game show, uh, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And we pitted the, the drivers against one another. It was, it was great fun. Thousands and thousands of drivers showed up. We did tonight's show tonight. Tomorrow night, as, as Jenna was telling you, we've got the sick puppies kicking off, uh, you know, the rock and roll marathon. And Sunday night, for the first time in its history, they're going to run right through the Fremont Street experience. Ought to be extraordinary. Next week, we've got the kickoff party to the National Finals Rodeo with all kinds of country talent. My gosh, I mean, where, where else are you going to get this but Fremont Street Experience? I hope you've enjoyed meeting some of the folks behind the scenes. Uh, you you want to join us? We're, we're just seven days away from doing our next show because we're leapfrogging some holidays. Please come back and see us. Let us know what you think. Send us an email. Send us a note. Thanks again.